Hello, my name is Ray Montgomery, and I'd like to welcome you to the Navigating Blindness podcast. And on today's show, once again, we have our employment service team with us. How you guys doing today? Great. Good morning. Good morning. Right. Well, it is December, and I wanted to bring you on the podcast to really wrap up the year to talk about some of the things that you've accomplished uh, throughout this year and some of the goals that you hope to achieve in 2024. So before we get started, let's do a brief introduction. I'm going to start with you, Christy. Great. Well, good morning. Happy to be here again. I'm Christy Russell, and I am the Senior Manager of Adult and Youth Employment Services. That's a very long title that basically just means anything involving work, uh, whether that's skills and education and training all the way to getting a job. That's really what falls under my area here with my team. I've been with Bosma, will be going on eight years, I believe, at this time. I say, you know, time flies when you're having fun. And uh, just really, really excited to, to really to share, I guess, about our year. And I know we've got a lot of great ideas going into 2024. So thanks for having us. Let's go with you, Matt. How you doing? Good, Ray. Thanks. I'm Matt Edwards, and I'm an employment specialist here at Bosma. And I work with our adults on finding employment, getting employment ready and all that. Uh, we do benefits consulting, social security benefits, a little bit of work in the high schools with uh, transition, age youth. All right, Natalie. Good morning. I'm Natalie Weisenbach, and I work with our adult uh, clients, helping them connect with employment and all things employment with Matt. All right, Katie. Hi, I'm Katie Adams-Motley. I work together with Matt and Natalie, and I'm a employment specialist here at Bosma working with adults on finding employment. Sounds good. And last but not least, we got Aaron. How you doing? Good. Hello. My name is Aaron C. And I am the Youth Employment Specialist. And my main role here with Bosma is just to help students transition either to the next step. And that could look like work on hitting the workforce or post-secondary, uh, helping them get their accommodations that they would need in uh, that setting of education. Sounds good. Sounds good. Well, welcome. So what are um, some of your biggest accomplishments that you believe you uh, accomplished this year as far as when it comes to uh, finding gainful employment for people who are blind or visually impaired? We're ready. We're ready to talk about all the wins. <laughs> we've had a lot. I think we've had a lot this year. You know, I, I think for adult, for the adult employment side, for me personally, Natalie, is uh, we had a really successful reverse job fair this year. Uh, really proud of that. Uh, our clients did fantastic. Uh, we had a lot of great community partners come in, and we've had um, some really, really good hires from that reverse job fair and a lot of just good business connections overall as well. Uh, I think that is such an important event that we that we host throughout the year because it really allows for employers to come in and just see our clients for who they are. And they're, um, so I think it was just great to see a breakdown of barriers. We get to have really great conversations with our employers that come in. They have great conversations with clients. So it's fun. It's educational. And it was really, really, this year we have our highest level of employers come in. Uh, excited to see where those conversations continue to grow, how our clients continue to grow and employment with those companies. Talk about where you uh, actually placed these clients at and where they found employment. Uh, okay, so I think the most exciting for me, Matt, you can 
you know, confirm or deny this, but we have a client who will be starting with the FBI, which I think is awesome. Like still going through the process and all of those things. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And they, they were just really a great supportive employer. Uh, came in, very open, great conversation. So probably one of my favorite ones that came out of that. I mean, we have a lot of great, great conversations. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's a new one right there. The FBI. I've really right. met a yeah. lot of individuals who are blind working for the FBI, but that's that just shows you uh what opportunities are out there if given a chance. So yeah. yeah. Any other accomplishments out there? I think I was just yeah, doing a quick check um on placement. So normally here at Bosma, you know, we operate on two years. We have our performance year and then we have our you know fiscal year, of course. But for the purposes of today's podcast, I went back and looked as of January uh, 2023 to today, you know, we helped 29 individuals go back to work. And so to me, that that's a huge, huge accomplishment. You know, I think anytime we get someone back to work, we is a win. Right. But to look back over the year and think, man, 29 individuals, we help them move on to that next phase of life or return to that phase of life that they had maybe put on pause while they were tending to whatever life event happened to them that resulted in their vision loss. And so to see somebody come full circle from whatever happened to them, going through the process, perhaps the Vision Rehab Center was a part of that process or our in-home training was a part of that process. However, they got to the final stage, right, is employment. And, And that just wraps up the whole journey for them. And I think we hear from our clients that that that's when they feel like, okay, I got my life back when when employment is achieved. And so to think that 29 individuals, we had our hand in, you know, a part of their life for a moment in time and helped them get that part of their their confidence back and that final step, right? That final accomplishment. It just it's so rewarding. We all hope that we're making a difference every day. And so when you see a number and you think 29 individuals, you know, that's a lot. And that's 29 people we had the honor to be a part of their life this year and help them accomplish what they were trying to do and just be yeah. along for the ride. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of individuals right there. I and mean, that's a, definitely deserves an applause right there. I mean, that's a lot of people. We're still working to lower that 70% unemployment rate so you guys are doing what you have to do. So any other accomplishments you want to shout out? Thought I heard Aaron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we got a big win this year, uh, restarting our um, school year step program. So that is a work program that allows students to come at Bosma and gain uh, work experience on the glove line and just getting their you know foot in the door for that next step. So kind of fell dormant during COVID and you're working on, you know, the logistics of it the last couple of years and got it in full swing this year. We have six students that are currently working at Bosma uh, every Monday for half the day so far. We were going to try to push it for the full day, so we're working on that. Um, but it was a huge accomplishment to get that uh, program up and running again. Yeah. Talk, talk about that step really quickly, because um, it's very important to, for us uh, to get the youth involved and really uh, get them that experience they need to uh, uh, get their life to that next level. So talk about those import- the importance of uh, community partnerships and, and getting that youth the opportunity to find work and what they want to do going forward yeah so our step program usually runs in the summer but like i said we do have a school year program as well but our summer program we partner with you know seven eight uh, community programs or 
uh, outside work, we employ a job coach that usually has two students that are visually impaired or going blind, and then they you know, go onto an actual site. They get all those firsthand work experience skills. They get to interact with society um, and you know, build that connection with their coworkers and just get that great skill-building activities. And um, in the morning, we usually go over some you know, job do's and don'ts, some workplace relative uh, conversations, you know, all the all the good things that you have to talk about with the youth. Uh, we can't just be talking about, you know, X, Y, Z the whole time we're at work. And they get paid. Bosma, you know, helps them. Uh, we budget it in for this program each year. And uh, luckily this year, we just found out that we're going to continue the program with the, the co-location construction going on at Indiana School for the Blind. So we are currently going to switch gears and go and run the program through Indiana School for the Deaf for the next couple of years. And a three-week program usually runs the last three weeks of June. That's been going on way before my time, even birth. So it's a phenomenal program. We definitely didn't want to see it go dormant. So we've been working really hard to make sure we can get things accomplished this year. Yeah, I would add that's definitely a success thinking back to June. I mean, as we're looking at a year in review, um, you know, our summer STEP program has been around, like Aaron said, 30 plus years, and it's a wonderful partnership that operates between Bosma and the Indiana School for the Blind and Visually Impaired. And we're very fortunate also to work with our Bosma Visionary Opportunities Foundation to get a lot of grants and support from our community funders to, to help us run this program. And this past June, you know, we operated it three consecutive weeks. And our students were just absolutely amazing. And we were tickled because half of them are normal students through the school year that attend ISBVI, but the other half were actually students from other parts of our state. So that was a testament to outreach. Um, you know, big thanks to you, Ray, and the marketing team here at Bosma, um, helping us get the word out about our youth services over the past few years because we're we saw that effort come to fruition this summer when we looked at almost a near even split of students that already know about Bosma and they're part of Aaron's youth services throughout the school year, but we were able to reach about 11 students from other parts of our state. And so that that in, in and of itself is a win. Finding mm. more students who are visually impaired, we're getting resources to them sooner. We're getting engaged with them and their families so that their families are aware of what possibilities are available to them as they transition out of high school. Uh, they're learning about Bosma. A lot of our students, they their families have never even heard of Bosma yet. They don't know what's available to them. And so hands down, that has absolutely been a win that the program is getting more recognition statewide and we're finding mm -hmm. and identifying more students. And just overall, the partnerships, you know, we partner with other provider agencies who are also providing youth services, and maybe they find that there is a blind or low vision student in a school they're covering, and they know now to reach out to us and say, hey, do you want to come alongside us and serve this student? So it's been wonderful yes. to partner and, and really just get more access to our youth who are visually impaired. Because what do we all know? If we can, we can train early, right, and educate yeah. early, the better and more successful an individual is going to be as they enter that young adult phase. So we're really, really pleased with that. And like Aaron said, huge thanks to our local companies that serve as internship sites. You know, we're very particular mm -hmm. about those. We want them to be real work settings. You know, we mm -hmm. want them 
to be interning in real jobs that somebody would essentially be hired in to do. We want this to be as real of a work experience as we would be doing for our adults. So thanks for bringing that up and and just thinking back like, yes, that's right. June happened. (laughs) We had a very successful summer program. And then of course, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to bring some students back in during the school year. So rather than just sitting in a class that they don't really want to be in because they know they're graduating, we're able to work with the school and give them meaningful time and an actual work experience. So great partnership with the School for the Blind, and we're, we're really, really grateful. Sounds good. Definitely a great partnership right there. So what, what other uh, barriers need to be broken down for individuals who are blind or visually impaired to really achieve that equality within the workforce? I'm going to start that with Matt. I think it really it's all about education and educating our employers out there in the community uh, about the uh, capabilities, abilities of people who are blind or visually impaired or with any kind of disability, really. I guess uh, I look back on all the, the, the diversity of jobs that we were able to help people achieve this last year. And I mean, I'm looking at the list and there's a little bit of everything on there. So, you know, I was talking to a job coach yesterday who's working with somebody who's visually impaired for the first time. And this question gets asked so much all the time is, you know, like, what kind of jobs do, you know, people who are blind do? And I'm like, well, it's a very open-ended question, you know, (laughs) Uh, just because it's important for people to know that, you know, with the right accommodations or with no accommodations at all, sometimes people who are visually impaired can work right alongside with sighted people uh, in most environments. Really, you know, going into the next year, I'd like to continue that education piece with anybody and everybody we talk to, whether it's uh, another employment specialist from another agency or an employer or whoever it is, I think that's going to take down, you know, all these barriers in in the best way is just, you don't know what you don't know. And, you know, if you haven't heard of Bosma or come in for a tour, see us in action, uh, watch people who are blind or visually impaired in all levels of our company, from our CEO down to our production workers, everybody in between visually impaired and and how they do their jobs. So education, right? That's going to, it's going to take down the barriers. Matt, Matt, you said uh, you got a variety of jobs that you placed people in this past year. I know we got the FBI. I just wanted to really highlight some of those jobs because I think it's important to talk about where people who are blind are working now. I would love to do that, Ray. And I have my list pulled up right here. So, <laughs> we, and just give me a second here um, because there's a lot of them, as Christy said, you know, so I'll just highlight a few, but... Uh, for the first time in, in my time here, the Department of Veteran Affairs down at the VA hospital, yeah. receptionist. That was awesome to see, right? Uh, had a property manager, senior living uh, facility, Oxford Place. Had people uh, with public consulting group working over at the uh, School for the Blind. People at Bonsai Balloons. The Soldiers and Sailors Monument and Museum downtown. Awesome thing to watch this guy uh, do his thing down there. Uh, we've had people at Adult and Child, uh, the Blind Institute of, uh, oh my gosh, sorry. Technology. Technology, <laughs> that's where it is. Uh, <laughs> we've had uh, people at Regal Cinemas, UPS, mm. Good Friends at Goodwill. Uh, we've had people at the Cleveland Sight Center working remotely. Uh, wow. Kroger, Hope Bridge Autism Center, 
the zoo. My goodness, we finally <laughs> got somebody down at the zoo. Uh, and uh, I think our, our, our big one here, as Natalie said, uh, having somebody get hired by the FBI uh, was just awesome. So lots of different uh, types of jobs here, uh, all different types of environments. So that that is definitely uh, awesome to see. That's, that's cool right there. That just shows the diversity of uh, people who are blind are working there. Talk about that, though, how, how representation within the community is great uh, for people who are blind moving forward. Uh, well, I, I like to see some of those folks uh, out front in front-facing jobs, you know, like the, the guy yeah. at the Soldiers and Sailors Monument. Those people are going to see him when they enter that museum, you know, and he's going to be walking through with tours with his white cane and and showing people around. Same with the Department of Veterans Affairs. When somebody walks into that HR office down there at the hospital, the first person they're going to see is somebody who's totally blind. And they're going to hear that computer talking and uh, just her escorting people where they need to go. And I think for me that, I mean, as, as an employment specialist, a lot of people, you know, don't get to see what we get to see. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, these people actually doing their jobs in the community and everything like that. So uh, that's that's what keeps me going, uh, for sure. Uh, you know, to, to see people who are, who are visually impaired uh, right out front in places and uh, doing their thing. Great. That's great. Well, and I think, Ray, when you talk about representation, right, and we've talked about this in some of our other GEI conversations, of vision loss does not just impact men or females, or uh, Catholics, or Muslims, or uh, whatever, right? The, the diversity is across the board. And so when we talk, for me, when we talk about representation, um, you're, you're taking a whole person, and they get to be out front, right, for everybody to get to know that, hey, I, I am a person who happens to have vision loss, and happens to be, you know, black or happens to be Muslim or whatever it is, Hispanic, um, Burmese, right? And working with all of these different um, backgrounds and cultures who also happens to be vision impaired. And I still need to be out here in the community and you still need to see me as well. So I, I think when we talk about representation and Matt nailed it, everybody Everybody deserves to be in a place of unemployment where they are seen and heard and valued in the workforce and in the community, right? It, now, if you don't want to be out in you know, the front office, that's fine. If you know you're an accountant, once you're behind the scenes, go for it. But you deserve to be in a workforce where you are valued, appreciated for who you are and your skill set. So, and I think we do have really great employers that we've worked with. Uh, not just this year, but in the past, that really value value people in their workforce to uh, come in and, and do what they're hired to do every day. Yeah, I, I agree. Because I think, you know, I know we've talked about this and heck, we did a whole podcast on this, but you hear a lot of the DEIA, you know, B, all the, you know, all this initiatives around this. But I, I think from what we see, when you hear the D, you hear diversity that's oftentimes what people describe the D to stand for. But those of us in the field of disability services would probably say there's still a lack of inclusion of disability being included 
in that diversity category. I think naturally when we hear diversity, like Natalie said, we think cultural or gender or race or ethnicity. That's one thing, right? And we know employers will say, oh, you know, we really want to diversify and hire more people from fill in the blank, more females or more from this culture or more um, multilingual, right? But I don't think we see enough of individuals saying, no, we want to hire people who have a disability. You know, we want to be cautious of that and we want to be intentional with that. So I don't want to say it's all by any means, you know, there is no one size fits all. But I think that's where we need to keep moving the needle is that diversity becomes part or excuse me, disability becomes part of that diversity when we talk about D-E-I-A-B, right? Because at the end of the day, (laughs) when you look at a company's employee makeup, right, there's all types of variety, everything, right? It is diverse. Not every, you know, you don't go to an employer and everybody looks and acts and does exactly the same thing. We, it's humans, Right. right? It's human beings. We're all different. So you're already diverse in terms of that, but most of the time, and we talk with employers about this, you have people with disabilities on your workforce. You just may not know it, yeah, yeah. whether they have decided to disclose or not, because that's a very personal decision. We all struggle with something. Everybody's going through life. Everybody has life events happen that they didn't expect or plan for. Nobody walks around and says, you know, here's what I'm going to do if I become disabled or here, you know, let me go. If I'm going to go buy this house, let me make sure. I'm going to be able to build a ramp in case the day comes that I'm in a wheelchair. We don't plan ahead like that, right? Life happens and it happens to everybody. And so I think when we talk about, in our case, blind or low vision, it's not some subset of the human population. (laughs) This is everyday people that had a life event. And why do we feel like we need to put them over here? Like Matt said, well, what do blind people do? Well, what does anybody do? That'd be like saying, guys work at or where do women work at you know it's no different (laughs) it's it's got to be about you know when we all hear it in that phrase we think well that sounds so silly right but that's what's actually happening and I think that's the work we are going to continue to be intentional about on our end is that education is understanding that everybody has something happen to them Mm -hmm. and nobody plans to acquire a disability in their life nobody just seeks out hey Here's what here's what I think I would do, right? right, right. The individuals themselves we work with, if they're new to their vision loss, they themselves don't know what they can do yet. You know, nobody just walks around full of knowledge about all the disability types. So I think that's the education piece that we still have a lot of work to do. And it's not just us, it's it's the disability provider community. It's and it's not just those of us that are providing services, it's individuals with disability getting more confident yeah. and advocating. Getting more confident and sharing their stories and not being ashamed of them. Um, I think it's going to be a collective movement, but I will say we're making progress, I think, as a collective community. But there's still there's still some barriers there in the employment world. But but I do feel at the end of the day and when I reflect back on this year, I feel like this team and Bosma has really done some great, great work this year to move that needle forward. I believe so too, because we're, it's 
So far, twenty twenty four. What what are the plans? What do you want to achieve? Uh, what are some of the goals that uh, the employment service team is looking forward to next year? Oh my goodness, that's a that's a big question. I yeah. think we want to continue doing, like I was just saying, we want to keep working on this education and training. Yeah. You know, we're really grateful. You know, Ray, you shared with us some statistics on this particular podcast and on our particular sessions, and we're really grateful that people are tuning in because I think it starts with an open conversation. So I think if people, if we continue to educate through whatever platform we're able to, I think we want to continue that, right? And just keep getting mm-hmm. better and better. And and I think obviously keep serving, you know, I mean, that that's the, the heart of what we do each and every day of why we come here, whether that's our youth or our adult population. Um, I'd love to see us get some more traction with our employment service virtual trainings. This is a service we offer to anyone who has low vision or is blind and looking for tips, tricks, ideas, suggestions, content related to going back to work. We host those bi-weekly every other Friday at 1030 Eastern via Zoom for one hour. We just kicked that off in July. So we know it's growing, right? (laughs) And anything new takes time. But I would love to see us spread our reach there. Historically, that was always offered only to our own individual clients within our program, but we want to take our mission bigger. You know, we get asked a lot, how do you guys do what you do? You know, how do you serve? And we want to to keep spreading our mission outside of the Bosma buildings to educate and help others as well. So we hope that people will encourage that. If, if anyone has questions about when that is or what that schedule looks like, follow us on any of our social media channels. And and I believe we're working on getting it updated onto our website as well. It's the same link every other week. We don't change it. There's also a phone call that goes direct into the meeting. So a video is not your friend, nor do you have to be on video. That's okay too. But we try to make it as easy to to join in as we can. I'd love to see that grow. Yeah, I I think those would be my two big ones right now. I'll, I'll pass it over to the team for their own individual takes. I think the other thing that um, I think is important for us to to keep working on is uh, the coaching that we're doing through Level Up. When we talk about education, not just for our clients and for our business partners, but for other client service providers who are newer in the field or maybe have not worked with clients in the past who are blind or vision impaired, helping them to really uh, connect to successful employment for their clients as well and helping to continue to break down barriers for employers in other areas that maybe we don't reach, I think is really, really important, you know, and that's just such a great, great program uh, that we are fortunate to get to be a part of. So any employment specialists who are interested in level up coaching, reach out to your VR counselors and they can help you connect. That program is still currently free for employment specialists. Uh, to connect with mentors. And so I, I just, I think that's such a great program that helps us continue to break down more barriers, educate across the board further into the community. Matt, anything to add to that? Uh, I would just, uh, I guess in my point of view, just kind of keep up the uh, diversity of places where people are getting jobs. I uh, kind of talked about that already, but uh, it's just exciting to see where people are getting jobs in these, these new places. It's great if uh, an employer is so open-minded that they want full uh, people who are blind or with other disabilities. That's great. Awesome. Uh, but I love to see new places that we get to go to and where people get jobs. So really just kind of 
uh, thinking creative, you know, in our uh, business development and, and everything like that. And, you know, I mean, this is all person centered as well. So we get, we get a quite a range of people with different education, different experience, different interests, everything like that. So uh, we, we always try to uh, make this as, as person centered as, as possible, but uh just love to see the the diversity and, and new places that people are going to. So try to try to keep that up a little bit. I might add on to um, a bit of what Christy and Matt were saying, um, just kind of stoking that fire with um, employers about DEI and and inspiring them and showing them that DEI isn't just you know in the workplace. You're not just empowering individuals and hiring the best person for the job, regardless of their ability, but you're also improving and increasing that diversity in the community. And when you increase it in the workplace, that in turn increases it in the community and people going into businesses and seeing people with different abilities in various working environments and positions. Yeah, that's a great point. Before we get out of here, I definitely want to talk about uh, end of the year and donations and why individuals should donate to the Vibe and Visionary Opportunities Foundation. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about that because you guys do a lot of great work and it's the end of the year. So why should individuals that uh, donate uh, to Bosma and how can they uh, donate to Bosma? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And, and I'm glad you, you brought that up because I think, I mean, the number one reason I would say, <laughs> obviously we do this work, but is that we are very, and I say we meeting Bosma, um, it is very important to us that we continue to be able to provide services to individuals who are blind or visually impaired at little to no cost to them. Yes. Um, that is something we have been very fortunate to do for a number of years, thanks to obviously our biggest partner is the State Vocational Rehabilitation Services Agency. Um, but then also we are just beyond grateful for the work that our foundation does to solicit donations, sponsors, grants, uh, you name it. You know, it is thanks to those partners um, that come on board that allow us to do what we do here at the Center for Our People. Um, you know, our, our individuals have been through traumatic events. Um for whatever reason it is, whether it's a, a medical diagnosis that has now they are like, what is happening to me? And, and I'm blind too, and versus, you know, all the way to an accident, you know, um, it's all traumatic to lose your sight is traumatic and it affects not only the individual, but it affects their family, their home mm -hmm. life, their work life. It affects everything to them. You know, their whole sense of independence really does change. And so the last thing we want them to worry about is how are they going to afford the critical services and training and rehab that they need to just go on and, and function, right? Um, so that that's the number one reason is it allows, being involved in donating allows us to continue to offer those services at little to no cost to our, our individuals. And that's whether they're an employment service client, our uh, community training or in the home program, our senior program, um, and of course, our intensive vision rehabilitation center. Um, secondly, is right now the uh, we we are matching, right, Ray? Isn't that yeah, right? Yeah, all of all right donations yeah. are being matched. Um, yeah. 
So, so that is a huge win to double your donation, which allows just again, longer term service coverage because we have more, more money there. And of course, everything is at our website. You ask how they can do it. Well, how do you want to know about us? How do you want to know about the foundation? Um, Bosma.org is is the place to be. Yeah. Um, there's links to our company side. If you want to know more about diversifying you know, your business needs, we can help with that. <laughs> if you want to know about IT consulting, we got you there too. If yeah. you want to know about getting involved with the center or our program, um, you've got a drop down for, for the center. And then of course, our foundation. So um, we have an amazing website. All the things you would need is available right there at www.bosma.org. That's B-O-S-M-A. All right. Well, I want to thank y'all once again. Keep up the good work. I mean, you keep lowering that 70% unemployment rate, and that's what we're going to continue to do to break down these barriers so we can uh, continue to get individuals who are blind and visually impaired hired uh, within the community. I like the work that's been done. And definitely, if you want to donate, donate to bosma.org backslash donate. Uh, contributions are now being doubled right now. So we want to make sure that we can continue to serve Hoosiers who are blind or visually impaired. And once again, Chrissy, if they want to reach out to Employment Services, how do they go about getting in contact with the team? Well, aside from our website, which is the bosma.org backslash center, I welcome a direct call. Feel free to call me anytime, um, 317-704-8250 or via email at christyr at bosma.org. And that's Christy spelled K-R-I-S-T-Y-R at B-O-S-M-A dot O-R-G. Well, you guys have a great, happy holidays, a happy new year. We're going to do this again next year, and I want to thank you once again. If you want to learn more information, like Christy said, go to Bosma.org and make sure you're following us on all social media platforms. That's Facebook, LinkedIn, and X, formerly known as Twitter. <laughs> but yes, definitely check us out next week, and I'll talk to you again. Thank you. Thanks, Ray. Thanks, Ray. Yeah.